got it locked on Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please? I bet. Dr. Dre in the place to be. Co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. After Rodeo, get stupid, son. Yo. Don't think that you can get none of Trey The motherfucking doctor The bitch hopper The sucker motherfucker stopper I'm fucked up so don't mind what I'm saying I'm just kicking it But Steve, Tony, A and Susan Yo, we can choose it Dope shit to put in a mix Know what I'm saying? We kick shit like And, and That's a fact And if your shit ain't in a mix You know it's swag And that ain't no bullshit Kicking facts on a serious tip. Word up, Dr. Dre's in full effect doing serious damage, boy. Tony A! Tony A! When you're ready, go. Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio episode 135. Only 75 more, and we're at 200. They're probably going to go real quick, watch. But other than that, I hope everybody's having a wonderful Valentine's Day. And if you don't have a Valentine, pues ni modo. You know, maybe next year. But uh, so hopefully you guys are having a blessed day. For those of you that are, maybe you got your Valentine sitting on your lap, you know, feeding you grapes, you know, passing you a Modelo. She's all showered up. Wearing a G-string. I'm sorry, wrong podcast. But anyways, uh, other than that, listen, before I introduce my very special guest, I got a couple of announcements I want to make. Once again, we're selling ads. Okay, I'm not going to harp on that too long. Uh, documentary forward slash ads. Go to documentary.com and you get all the info there for those of you that want to buy ads. You want to promote your album. You want to promote your business. You want to promote your restaurant. You want to promote your OnlyFans page. This is where you come. Okay, uh, uh, documentary forward slash ads. And for those of you that tune in on Fridays, every other Friday with Freaky Tales, Freaky Tales this Friday, but we won't have Freaky Tales the following week. I usually try to have it every other week, but because my I'll be out of town the last week of this month, I'm doing them back to back. So next Friday, Freaky Tales podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to Freaky Tales podcast. Okay, we're not even into like 20 episodes yet but it's really really good and for those of you that have been watching and first and foremost i want to thank everybody that is on the live chat everybody that subscribe everybody that comments whether it's negative or positive you guys keep everybody entertained and i want to thank you guys because if it wasn't for you guys rodian radio would not be possible if it wasn't for you okay i'm just being straight up if it wasn't for you i wouldn't be sitting here because i'm not going to be talking to two or three people on a sunday so but other than that uh i know i'm forgetting something but uh, documentary.com, if you guys want to buy shirts, you guys want to buy hats, beanies, whatever, uh, downloads, hard copies, uh, horror loteria, whatever, go to documentary.com. And I want to give a special shout out to my boy, Jen from Fashion Town, who always blesses me with the fresh gear. Like he always gives me the, the fresh gear. Bless me with the Wilmington hat, this pro club, like uh, um, bandana, uh, hoodie, I look fresh today. So I want to give a big shout out to Jen Fashion Town. She loves the culture. You go in the store, he bumps hip hop. He got the Dickies. He's got the khakis. You know, he's got the, the G strings if you're into that. I'm only playing. But anyways, big uh, Jen, thank you. Much love, much respect. And without further ado, please allow me to introduce all the way from, and I hope I say it right, Oceano, California. 
Crazy boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's How you doing, brother? Pretty good. How you doing, Tony? Okay. I'm good, bro. I'm blessed. I've been refreshed, so I'm ready to go. That's but right. now, I wanted to ask you, for those that may not know, where exactly is Oceano? Oceano, California. It's a little city right near the beach, man. Uh, Pismo Beach area. Okay. That's uh, between uh, San Luis Obispo and uh, Santa Maria, California. Okay, so, so yeah, we're, we're like right in between there, right, right on, right on the edge there. Is it right before Santa Maria or after, or if off to the side? If you're traveling from this way, it's after. It's about about 15 minutes north of uh, Santa Maria. Okay, okay. And is that where you were born and raised? I was born in Santa Maria, but yeah, I was raised right there, 805 okay. Central Coast, Oceano, all my life. Yeah. Okay, you, you know what? Okay, where, where's your boy Dominator, man? He usually comes that with that. Fool's in my A. I'm like, man, where you at, Dom? Where you at, Dom? <laughs> nah, yeah, that 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 boy's busy, man. He's a, he's a busy dude, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know what? How was your weekend going? Obviously, you're here. I'm not your Valentine, but do you have a Valentine? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Shout out to my Valentine, to my baby. What's up, Jenny? I love you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome. of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now let's back up a little bit. Today's Sunday. How's your How's been your Friday and Saturday been going so far? Friday, Saturday been going cool, man. Uh. Just been chilling, you know what I mean? Just relaxing, mm -hmm. kicking back, nothing special. I just kind of kind of chill, don't do not do much, you know what I mean? Okay. Chill, work on my music and shit, right? Right. right. Now, 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 how many hours, uh, how long was that drive? Uh, for me, I drove about like three hours today. Yeah. Three hours? Yeah. To be here on Rodeo Radio? Correct. On Valentine's Day. Wow, that's awesome, man. And I'm going to tell you why that's awesome. I've had people come from Las Vegas from uh, uh, Portland, from Arizona, from uh, uh, Houston, Texas, yeah. from Atlanta, Santa Maria, Oceano, Bakersfield, San Diego, okay? Yeah. All came on time. And the guys that live 15, 20 minutes away are the guys that are always canceled, or for some reason they just can't make it. Yeah, now you gotta take the opportunities when they're given. But you know what, I'm gonna be real with you, and I'm not trying to be mean, but those are the type of guys I never rebook. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for so sure. You, you miss your opportunities. It seems like the guys that live the furthest are the most faithful. Sometimes we're a little hungrier, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, there's 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 people that are outside of the, the big cities and shit. Right. We're, we're hungry, too, you know what I mean? We're, we're trying to eat, too. We're trying to get our, our names known. We're trying to be on time, be punctual, you know what I mean? And show show people that we're dedicated to this the, as the, well. Th that's absolutely right. You know, you know, one thing that I always tell people, you know, you only go as far as your attitude. There's a lot of people that for some reason, maybe they might just think that they're too good or too big, yeah. you know, for a, an interview. But here's my thing. You asked me and I said, yes. And then you say you can't make it. Yeah, for you sure. You know, but anyways, other than that, you know what? Let's talk sports a little bit because, you know, I'm a big sports guy. Okay. I know you're a big sports guy. Yes, sir. Okay, and if I'm correct, you a Cowboy fan? Yes, sir. Laker fan? Yes, sir. Dodger fan? Yes, sir. Okay. Do you have any college football teams? Uh, you know, I like, I always like watching Clemson. Okay. And uh, Ohio. Sometimes I get into the Alabama, you know, because they're always one of the top teams in there, you know what I mean, right. in college. But, I mean, Ohio, they, they put on some good games. Clemson put on some good games, too. Alabama seems like they're always just winning, so I mean, every once in a while I'll, I'll peep them out. But there's a little uh, 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 team uh, called the Cowboys too. They're a small school, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know about them. Yes, yeah. yes. That's where Des Bryant came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know what's crazy, man? That okay, I watched the National 
uh, championship, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, which is like the college Super Bowl, if you will, okay? Yeah. And um, and by the way, if you guys hear that, there's some more fireworks out there. Got a bunch of tweakers still think it's for the July, okay? <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, Alabama just rolled over, bro, uh, uh, Ohio State, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like there, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, there was, there was nothing going on there, and I thought it was going to be a little more interesting. Same here. I thought Clemson would have made it. Yeah, you know, but I know the quarterback Sunshine. I know he's going pro now. Trevor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lawrence. Yeah. 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 Now, now, let's go to the Super Bowl real quick. Okay. Okay. Did you expect that? Tom Brady. Yes, I did. By that score? Not by that score. No, not, not by that, that lopsided. I expected it to be close. Uh, I'm on some like fantasy pick em shits and all this and that. And uh, when I was running through my, my picks and I was like, <clears throat> we, had, we had like an option uh, for one of the questions was who, who's going to win and by how much? Right. So I thought it was going to be like maybe like three to three. six points. Yes. I mean, maybe a field goal. I thought it was going to come down to the end because my homes ain't no joke. No, exactly. And, and uh, I didn't think Tom Brady was going to be as pumped up as he was. You know what I mean? He's an old man and yeah, he came out there and just killed it. He could possibly do it again. I think they are. I think they are. He's a sick bastard. Yeah, huh? he is. That's savage, bro, because you you everybody expected him to go out, okay, you take your take your win and leave. Bounce. First thing he said is I'm 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 coming back, you know what I mean? Fuck that. He he wants to do it again. Well, you know, he kind of remind me of Rocky. You know, Rocky last movie he wanted to fight and he's I still got that in the basement. Yeah. I I wanna get it all out. You know, maybe he wants to leave his best game on the field and say, now I'm done. You know, it's better to do that than to retire and then try to come back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, um, one thing that I believe, Mahomes, I take nothing away from him. Mm-hmm. I think the guy's a great quarterback. Here's my thing that Tampa Bay showed me that you contain him, he can't beat you with his arm, bro. Yeah, nah, he tried. He tried. Look, I see him throwing them sideways and underneath. And 400 and something yards he had rushing. Yeah. And it, yeah. He was running He was running for his damn life. Yeah, they had they had him all over, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Pierre Paul on Tampa. <laughs> he, was on, he was on his ass, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He on him. Yeah, let's go ahead and switch the channel because people are going to think that this is ESPN or PTI yeah, or something. Yeah, and bro. I'm a Cowboy fan, everybody. Let's get that straight. Dallas all day. All day. Shout out to the SCDCFC. What up? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so you know, okay, I already asked you exactly uh, uh, where you were raised. You were born in Santa Maria, raised in Oceano, or back and forth, if you will. I was yeah. raised in Oceano, yeah. Okay. Then, uh, um, see, there goes them damn tweakers. Another again. one, uh, Yeah, probably some toothless-ass homeless bastard. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> you know you know what treats me out? A lot of these guys eat top ramen, but blow up $150 worth of skyrockets. Yeah. They ballin'. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, um, w- w- what elementary, junior high, or high school did you attend out there, man? Uh, elementary school was uh, Oceano Dolphins, uh, okay. right in the middle of the hood. Uh, okay, so you're not a Dolphins fan, though, right? Nah, no <laughs> Dolphins. I'm good on that. <clears throat> Cowboys, you know. But uh, yeah, we, we were uh, the Oceano Dolphins, you know, in elementary school. And then uh, junior high, moved on into uh, to Pismo. Uh, mm-hmm. Judkins, Judkins Junior High up on top of the hill and shit right there in Pismo, kind of overlooking the water and shit. That was a cool little school, but I I only stayed there for like like three months. Okay. Seventh grade, I was I was, I was kicked out. Okay. I was a knucklehead, you know. What I mean? We're having good times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, just being an idiot, you know what I mean? Being a knucklehead, young, being stupid, fighting yeah. and taking things to school that you shouldn't, you know? You, you, you know, let me ask you a question, because I think this is funny right here. Did your parents, I don't know if they allowed it in school, did your parents, uh, or did your school allow you either you get suspended or you get uh, uh, paddled? Did you guys ever get that? No, no. I, uh, we we just got suspended, but our my principal, he came from that era. Okay. Where he wanted to put hands on you. And yeah. that dude, he was big. He could bench like three something. Oh, shit. Oh, man. And, man. uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that dude would put hands on you if he, if he could, you know, and when he, when he got the chance, he would snatch right. you up and you would feel his fucking power, you know what I mean? Dude, dude I used to get paddled all the damn time. Yeah, bro. fuck all that. And you know what they used to do? Okay. I remember I was in eighth grade and, uh, they took me to the dean's office. You had to stand up and just bend over, grab your ankles, not, uh, not kneeling, but, you know, so you're pretty much like, like this, you know, taking it, and then grab your ankles and then look up. <laughs> and this lady goes, count to three, and I go one, wham, fucked up, dude. And on purpose, I used to be like, oh, you know, I used to clown, like pretend it didn't hurt and shit like that, but it did hurt. Yeah, that shit yeah. gave your ass a shock wave. Shit, I so, bet. But you know what? I didn't get suspended, and I got to stay in class. Hell yeah, so, yeah. Now nah, we just. uh we get suspended and get kicked out. They would call the cops on us right there because the cops were they they were right down the down the hill, right, less than a block away. Uh huh. So any, anybody that was giving them hard times, they would back back when I was there, they would just call the cops on us and take these fools out of here. You know. What about high school? High school, uh, after seventh grade, I you know I got kicked out and I, I kind of went into the system a little bit. Went okay. into the juvenile halls and kind of started growing up in there you know i mean and doing school in there and shit i didn't go to regular high school i didn't go to to the normal high okay. school the only time i went to the normal high school in my area was to go gang bang or fight the other dudes <laughs> over there or some stupid shit you know what i mean right but uh i made it to like the the uh continuation school uh right there in my area and uh I mean, it, it was cool. You know, I mean, it was whatever. It was it was just a continuation school, dropout school. But right, that right. was it. What about sports? You play any sports growing up? I played a little bit of football down here, actually. Down here? How, down, how did that happen? Down here in uh, in this area. Um, I was down here uh, for three months in a boy's home over here. I was locked up when I was uh, about, about 14, 15. Okay. Um, and then I played. Yeah, we they had a little league that they had within the boys homes all throughout this area and uh we would just go travel around and play all the other little teams and shit you know all around throughout lay all these little areas around here and yeah we we went uh pretty far you know back then you know shit we won the little championship and all that shit down here so okay yeah, somewhere on uh an eagle rock or okay eagle rock that, yeah. that, that's not that close to here maybe 30 that's, 40 minutes that's where we played the championship I oh remember. okay okay yeah. all and, right and we won or whatever that's where that's where it was held so That'll work. Eagle Rock, that's a big uh, Armenian community out Trip there. Up. Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, I think it's probably where the Kardashians are from. Yeah. Oh, but, shit, um, <laughs> up. All right. Okay. You know what? Uh, growing up, man, talking about music, you play any instruments growing up? No. <clears throat> nothing, man. Uh, no instruments, nothing like that. Just just uh, always intrigued by by rapping. Always intrigued right. by, by what they were doing, you know, on the screen and right okay others in my area like let, let, let's talk a little bit about that uh, uh as far as rapping is concerned how old were you when you were first introduced to rap like what were some of the songs that you first heard the the shit that that got me rapping or that kind of as, as a kid growing up as a kid as yeah. a young kid 
um, the fucking uh, I can't wait, old school. I would take that and I would make my own words up to it. You know, I would take their their fucking flow and I would make my own words. You know, as a little kid, I I remember doing that. Okay, and um, that's that's when I kind of had that first little urge. But then later in life, as it just I don't know, it went away. But later in life, I was like 11, 12 years old, and I I knew I could rap. Then you know, really, yeah, that was it. Was like, I, did you have like other homies that rap with you, or the, or just you you? At the listen? time, at the time, I had a homeboy named uh, Ruben, my homeboy Ruben Guitarist. Shout out to the homie Ruben G from Oceano. What up? Um, therefore, he got me into rapping. He's like, let's do this shit. You know what I mean? You had Triple C and CLS at the time. Okay. And then uh, that was Santa Maria and Nipomo. Yes. And we were over here in Oceano. Kind of nobody was rapping. Nobody's doing nothing from Oceano. My homeboy's like, let's do some shit, you know? So we got together and we said, we would fuck around, you know I mean? All the time and freestyle and rap over beats and try to record ourselves and didn't know what the fuck we were doing. But then it, it as I got older, I kept going with it. <clears throat> he got locked up, went to prison and shit, you know, back and forth, bouncing in and out. I kind of took it a little more serious. He right. didn't get the opportunity to. Um, but, you know, I, I ran with it. I I just kind of, I could do this, you know. I could do this shit. And, and this was around 12 years old, you said, when it was just first you you and him, right? Correct. Now, at that time, I know you said Triple C, I know you said CLS. Yeah, uh, I didn't know them at this time. Okay. I didn't know Dominator. I, I, I didn't know CLS at the time. What, what what rap or what hip-hop songs do you remember or groups do you remember like from the west coast that were banging other than those you know, the, on the radio uh lighter shade of brown um nwa easy e all that shit okay that's a that's a kind of kind of where i was at with growing up was in that 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 kind of realm you know what i mean okay now now let me ask you this when you started picking it up and started writing, did you ever consider yourself a Chicano rapper or just an artist? At the, t at the time, from the very beginning, I never wanted to be labeled. I never wanted to be put in a box. So I didn't necessarily put it out there, oh, I'm a Chicano rapper, you know, look at me, I'm a Chicano rapper. They knew what I was, you know, because I, I was what I was, you know, at the time and uh, still am what I am. But it's not, it, it was never like, <clears throat> I'm a Chicano rapper. Over there in our area, we were ahead of our time, you know what I mean? At one point, not now. At one point, my little era of rappers, we were ahead of our time. The shit that we were doing, the, the music that we were producing and putting out uh, just in the streets and shit right there, that shit was kind of more advanced than it should have been, you know? Right, we right. never We never got the pop with it like we should have. And then when all this new sound came out and everything kind of, they just went to a whole nother level, you know what I mean? Right. But right. yeah, we we uh, we did a lot of shit back then, you know what I mean? Okay, and, and when you first, do you remember at what point or at what age you were when you first started recording yourself and playing back? And do you remember what equipment you guys were using? I went to a, a studio called Can Do, Can Do Productions. Dominator's familiar with that dude, <clears throat> Butch. Okay. Dude named Butch. He had a little studio right there. It's a legit studio. <clears throat> he charged like $75 an hour. This is fucking back in the day, you know. No. 12, 13. I was 13. I was about 
I was, I was about to turn 14. No shit. And then uh, we, we started, uh, I didn't know how to put a song together, you know what I mean? I just knew how to how to rap. I knew I could rap and shit. But See, and that's what I was going to ask you. When you went there with what music did you go with? I, I went with nothing. I just told, told the dude, this is what I want to do. You know, that's kind of where I'm trying to go. He was familiar with CLS. He was familiar with Triple C. Okay. So he kind of like, okay, you know, kind of, kind of put me with, okay, we can kind of get you somewhere like, like sounding like them. And he produced the beat for me right then and there on the spot. And, okay. And now, you know, that was my first little track that I did right there. With, and it, it sounded decent. The quality was good. Everything was like, excellent. You know what I mean? But right. it wasn't a track. It wasn't a song. You know what I mean? It was just. Right, rapping. Just you know, at 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 that time, let me just uh, uh, let me just focus a little bit on some details. For an example, being a youngster, you go into a studio. Somebody makes you a beat. You want to become an artist. Did you already know what bars were? No, no, I didn't. So when I went in there, I spent ah, shit. I spent like two hours in the studio. So it was one hundred fifty bucks for me. That was a lot of money for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had to borrow it from my mom. I was fucking, ah, oh man, you know, I was a little kid. I want to get in the studio. Let me record, you know. Right. So my mom, she she did it. She paid the money for me to get in the fucking studio. I, the dude was like, what are you, you know, I was just rapping the fucking whole story, you know, and he was like, hold on here, you know. So he kind of pointed out to me what a verse was and what the hook was. And I was, after that, I was in a whole nother world, you know. I mean, it was just like, shit, let me go back to the drawing board. Right, you know, right. So I, I had a homie that, that we were doing music at that time, uh, an old homie that I went to school with and shit. He was from Santa Maria. He started started fucking with me uh, at that time. And uh, we we went to that studio together, you know, and it was kind of, it was just a whack track. And nothing, nothing come out of it. So that was just the experience, you know? Right, right. But after that, I, I learned the format. I learned what bars were. I learned what, what a verse was and so like i said i went back to the drawing board and i just started over it okay and now now w when you were uh, um 13 years old and i think you paid 150 bucks and uh when they recorded you and they they played it back for you did you like what you heard you know it's kind of fuck that's me fuck you know what i mean <laughs> it's kind of weird you know what i mean it, it was, is weird it was awkward it was awkward to to hear my voice back um i had to get used to it i had to get real used to it I, it took me a while, you know, to get used to my voice. Okay. And get comfortable with it, you know? Now, did he give you that track on cassette or CD? It was on a DAT. A DAT? Okay, yeah. DAT, for those of you who don't yeah. know, is digital audio tape. Yeah. And I still have all my DATs. Yeah. Okay, now, you played it for any of your homies, and if you did, or family members, what was their response when they heard you at that age? They thought we had a... We had a, a potential you know in in that area of rapping but like i said the track was just another track there no cool you know what i mean dope you, you could rap wasn't nothing really to vibe to it was just just some rapping and shit you know what i mean just okay. a bunch of fucking rapping on on a beat you know what i mean there was no hook there was nothing just okay. the music playing when the hook came in and all that shit so it wasn't uh it wasn't really nothing that that we were like too proud of, you know, it was like, right. but we, we, we were happy, you know, in fucking first few days, we were like, fuck yeah, bumping it, you know, fucking pulling up to school and shit, playing that shit for people. And everybody was like, oh shit, trip up, you, you know, trying it, but just kept going, kept going and kept thinking about it, becoming a more 
more into it, more into the writing, more into what I was doing. But that all, all throughout that, I was I was locked up. I was getting locked up. Right. Uh, shit. I mean, right 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 before that first track I recorded, I had I had just got locked up at the age of twelve or whatever it was for like. I think we, we that's when we we had got busted for for some bullshit um back then and, and uh me and a couple of homies and then um after i got out <clears throat> i got busted for like truancy they came and they that's when they would arrest you for right not going to school you know what i mean yeah i was fucking fucked up out of my brain partying and shit with the homies you know for <laughs> a few days and shit and i would always just take off you know from the pad and i didn't care Came back to the pad, walking up from 7-Eleven, big old fucking big old, and I was I was out of it, you know, I was all high and fucking drunk or whatever I was. I don't even know what the fuck I was on. Walked up and uh, they were in my garage waiting for me. You know what I mean? Fucking probation. No shit. Yeah, because I was on probation and shit, and they arrested me. You know, so that was that was that. But so I was getting locked up that whole time, like throughout your teenage years. Throughout the teenage years, you know, that those that first part, and I still just kept writing. I was, I'd write, I'd write. People would clown on me every time I got out. I'd be at the homie's pad. The homie's mom would like, ah, you're, look at this crazy, this guy thinks he's rapping again, you know what I mean? But I, I kept, I stuck with it. I stuck with it and just kind of kept going, you know? I stayed in my own lane always. Right, right. I was always in my own lane. I always did like my own shit, you know what I mean? Right. And that was that, man. Me and Dominator hooked up in like 98. They ran a, a radio station in in my area me and Dominator are from rival neighborhoods. Okay. <coughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. Let's press pause right there. Yeah. Let's take a break. We're yeah. going to come right back. And I want you to For tell sure. me that DJ Dominator story. And uh, everything you've done and all your, uh, uh, if you were features, or you had people feature on your stuff. You know, yeah. we'll talk about all that. Yeah. And where people can buy your stuff, find your stuff, videos. For sure. Around. Okay. Hell yeah. Everybody, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. So make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that crazy boy from Oceano is in the motherfucking building. So we'll be back 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio, episode 135. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in on this Valentine's Day. I hope you got your lady sitting on your lap, or either that, or maybe you got your man sitting on, on your lap. but Or maybe you got your man sitting on your... No, okay, let me stop there. Anyways, uh, once again, Crazy Boy from Oceano, California. Okay. ¿Cómo estás? Just chilling. Hey, now, am, am I saying Oceano right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. All right. Uh, uh, so... Was that? I said Oceano. Oceano, okay. <coughs> yeah. Oceano, stand up. Let me. Let, let, I, I always like to give people a sh uh, props, bro, wherever they're from, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we're I'm saying? Yeah, we're a small little area right there. You know what I mean? Doesn't small matter, little, bro. You're yeah, here, yeah. and that's all that matters. For sure. So, now, um, t tell us a little bit about how you were telling us how you met DJ Dominator. I've added him on here twice. Yeah. So, yeah, and I know one sure. time you came with them. Yeah, yeah, I was here the first time. I, I just didn't do no interview, nothing. I was just sitting over here. Yeah, the... The homie Dominator and a, a couple other of my homies from Oceano. So let me re rewind a little bit. We're yeah. from rival neighborhoods. Our neighborhoods have always beef all the time. You know what I mean? Since before fucking me and Dominator. But now now things are starting to, to smooth out as of now. There's still a lot of little bullshit, but that still goes back and forth between the hoods. But a lot of us get along now. Yeah. So back in uh, 98, Dominator and two two homeboys from my hood from Oceano that he was friends with. They had a little radio station 
It was a 88.9 Roughhouse Entertainment yes. out of, out of a little town called Grover Beach. And um, Dominator was their DJ. He was the one that would fucking be in there cutting it up. He was sick, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I got invited over there with uh, Little Rob and fucking Shadow. They pulled up one night and um, we all, we, we just went through right there. We all pulled up right there at the, at the little radio station and then that's when I met Dominator. Okay. So where that, that was the first night I met Dominator. That was in 98, like, I want to say like late 98. Then we linked up probably fuck probably about a month later about a month after that me and him linked up and that was it started making music with them really that's when i got serious around how old were you in 98 shit 98 uh you had a guess fucking 20 20 years old yeah okay i was, I was turning 20 or some shit yeah okay now no shit what the fuck i was turning 17 <laughs> Damn. How do you go from 20 to 17? I don't know, bro. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were 17 years old. Yeah. Okay. Working with DJ Dominator. For those of you who don't know who DJ Dominator is, out. the guy is fucking dope. I always like to give people, you know, their flowers, bro. And uh, Dominator's dope. Uh, when I interviewed him here, he had just dropped his last album. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. He's still all right. <laughs> But uh, had a great interview with him, and then I brought him back with Rebel. Yeah, so for that sure. was another great one. Shout out to the Army Rebel. Yeah, you know what? When they came here the second time, they brought me like tri tip. Oh yeah, beans, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because you went up there and you barbecued with them too, huh? So yes. you, got to, you got to taste it. I, I seen that you were up there and all that shit Hell too. Yeah. That yeah, shit was we, lovely. Yeah, we get down up there. We, our cooking style is a little different up there. You know what I mean? So right, right. The barbecue. The now, grill now and who has the best tri tip? Oshano or uh, San, uh, Santa Maria? It's, it's Santa Maria style. That's where it comes from. It comes from Santa Maria, Santa Maria style, but we all kind of have our own little spin, spin-offs, you know what I mean? How we how we cook or whatever, but it's all basically the same shit. Okay. Because yeah. I know I, I know they say that part of the trick is the red oak. The red oak. The red yeah. oak. Next time you come, you got to bring me some red oak. That shit, yeah. That's, okay. that's what, I'll, I'll bring some, bro. That's that's what you cook with right there. That's what gives you the flavor, you know what I mean? That's what gives you that, that style flavor right, into your right. meat. It's just a, a whole different flavor than charcoal or, or you know, fucking mesquite fucking shit you know right it's a whole different yeah different fucking charcoal you be eating meat that fucking tastes yeah. like lighter fluid homie. Nah, hell no. you know what i'm saying yeah this shit you just tasting the, the meat tasting the flavor you gotta take santa maria's tri-tip or try their tip one yeah, of those yeah yeah try the tip yeah try the tip but anyway <laughs> okay now um when does your first single or album drop officially uh you're working with dominator 17 years old yeah okay so i dropped my first album with the uh, high rollers entertainment in 2004 okay so dominator did the whole album recorded uh everything did the whole production from top to bottom okay uh, fucking we dropped it right after dominator dropped his album he was on another on another label on artistic and then i was on high rollers my, my album came out like right after theirs 2004 and then um yeah that was that was probably some of my best shit that i've done too right there that first album uh, uh, a lot of people speak very very highly of like the first album and i think it's because they're so hungry uh -huh. they want to make sure that that shit is a hit not yeah. a miss yeah so so let me ask you your album drops 2004 uh-huh what was the response you were getting now and and tell be honest uh, did anybody ever tell you ah, i wasn't feeling it yeah they did yes yeah, I had a few people tell me um, that 
it was just not their cup of tea. So I just, you know, that was my first criticism. So I was like, all right, cool. I was able to take that and, but they were, they were being real. Right. They told me, don't stop. Don't quit. You know what I mean? Okay. Do your thing. Man. But it wasn't for them, you know? So right. I right. took that and, and those, those things kind of, as a youngster, as a kid, I didn't know really how to handle it inside, but I did. You know what I mean? I still right. I took it and I dealt with it and it was like, fuck, this fool just fucking insulted me. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. You know I mean? like, but nah, it was, it was cool. It was, it was cool because I, I was able to just kind of say, fuck you guys. Right, right. I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. And that, that's where, that's where I started seeing the haters. You know what I mean? Hey, kind of, kind of in that lane, those, those first rounds, they weren't hate. It was just genuine, like. Nah, not feeling it. You know what I mean? Now, you know, when, whenever I, I produce something for someone and somebody said, ah, that shit was whack. Here's what I always ask them. And, and not to argue or debate, but what was whack about it so that I can improve? And they mm -hmm. can never tell me. Yeah. Yeah. They can never tell me. And then you know what that tells me? They just, you know, it wasn't that they didn't like what I was doing. They just didn't like it that it was me doing it. Yeah. For sure. It was you. You're the one that was doing it. So, yeah. So it kind of sucked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I got a good response though from like my peers and shit in school and all the homies and shit. I mean, it was, it was cool. Everybody was like, there was a few, few of them were just like, this was not going to do shit. You know what I mean? This was, <laughs> was kind of whack. Like, I love proving those people wrong, bro. So I, like I said, I stayed in my own lane. I've had like homies, parents and shit, you know, kind of laugh or clown you know walk in the room when i was rapping to the homie or whatever and fuck you know shit you know those are my first performances you know her first butterfly feelings right, of fucking right. performing in front of somebody you know that was my first experience was having homie's parents kind of clown on me right so it was like fuck you know what i mean like all right all right you know Right. One, one day, one day. Okay, so 2004, that album drops. Yeah. What comes next? Get, 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 2004. Did this through your career? 2004, I dropped my first album. And then uh, I got on track to drop my second album with the same record label, High Rollers Entertainment. And then things just didn't work out at the time. I, I started uh, I started looking into the business part. Right in 2003, 2002, I started looking into the business part like, why is this fool got an album out and he ain't getting paid? This fool got an album out and he's fucking broke. This fool got an album out and he's broke. What are they doing wrong? Their music's selling all over the world. Why is their shit? Why are they broke? You know what I mean? The fuck? So I started looking into the business part of it and started kind of trying to understand that, like understand how this is done. I had no manager. I had nobody, like nobody showing me what to do or anything. So everything I was learning was on my own, you know, from the people that I would, come across or run into and shit and i mean eventually it was just it was just not worth it you know i was just not happy where i was at so that second album just kind of went to shit i didn't stop recording it and that was that it was it was a done deal i had the graphics done i had all kinds of shit done you know flyers and fucking this and that i was already doing little tours and shit you right, know right. And fucking but then i stopped so i had a lot of music to roll with and then I just, that was it. I didn't, I didn't do nothing else. And then, um, got locked up a few more times and shit after that a little bit, kind of, kind of life happened, had kids, you know what I mean? Uh, shit happened and, uh, I just paused 
everybody knew I could rap, you know, all the homies and shit and everybody. I wasn't just pursuing it like I should have been. You know, at the time I was just busy with life, working a regular nine to five and taking care of kids and shit, you know, and, and living my life. But I, I would still do music here and there. I would always be in Dominator Studio, you know what I mean? Right. Watching all this shit go down, you know, and all the different people that be in there recording and him and all his albums that he'd be doing. So I, I was still getting all the experience in the right. studio okay. and I still had all of that coming. So after shit, the second album what came I next? got locked I got after when I got locked up the this, this last time that's when I got I got serious again yeah oh uh, probably is I want to say about like nine years ago okay fucking got all fucked up and started tweaking again you know I, I tweaked as a youngster and I fucking grew up as an adult fucking whatever started tweaking again you know what I mean got fucking went down the wrong road and fucking got all fucked up you know I'm lost everything everything went gone zero nothing went to jail I was sitting in jail like fuck this is this what your life is now you know that was it fucking went to jail again lost my car fucking you know what i mean i was like fuck this is fucked up you know this this is what i'm gonna go through now so right right it was at that point that's that that last time when i was in jail about nine years ago it's like i need to do something you you, you know utilize what the fuck you have you can rap jump back into it i still had all my homies and still had all my people i knew criminal already i knew that i knew a bunch of people already i mean and just from the shit that i had been doing and so i said fuck it and i went hard again you know so i started putting out i started putting out more material and then uh since then since that first album i i've dropped six more albums you know I, my last three were on uh criminals uh label crime family entertainment uh, I'm, I'm a signed artist to, to Crime Family uh, currently, and uh, that's that's where my music is at right now. We're working on the fourth album to drop with them. That'll be my eighth album that I've done in my career. I've dropped a bunch of shit, little singles and little hood projects and little mixtape shit that never really were were nothing that I put out on a big right. scale. Shit that was out in the street, you know what I mean? Little little mixtape shit, bootleg shit. Right. But uh, that whole second album ended up being that kind of spread out through the bootleg mixtape kind of shit and that was that it was a done deal you know what i mean but like i said after that last time when i got i got serious you know and it's like fuck it let's do it you know okay you said you released well very quickly how did you come to get signed to criminals label did he approach you did you approach him mutual friend uh how did that happen we, we were homies uh we we already knew each other um we we um back when he was with uh capone and high power and all them uh they did a tour in uh oregon and we were on that tour me and my cousin and a homie of mine and uh we we got to open up and not we weren't the the first act you know we we're a couple right. acts in so we thought we were cool and shit, you know what i mean like yeah but that's when i met criminal uh, up there in oregon we actually got to drive in the same car together um another uh, another homie that a mutual friend that we had at the time uh, we had to pick criminal and them up from the airport or some shit like that. And that's how I got to meet criminal. Then we were rolling, you know, for like three hours to the next city. So we got to chop it up. So that's how we met and we knew each other from then. And uh, he was doing a mixtape uh, project, uh, Gangbang Symphonies. And uh, he, he reached out to me and was, send me some shit, you know, throw you on the album. So that's that's when we linked up. I think that was uh, 2010. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When, uh, when he asked me to jump on that album. So okay and uh since that time from then on i still kind of demand thing we're we're connected 
uh, we're, we're homies and shit doing doing music together and doing a lot of little little behind the scenes shit work you know videos and shit like that um and then uh let's see about about three years ago yeah that's when i signed about three years ago i signed a criminal and then since then just been dropping music with them that's good that's good man you know what um i want to ask you a question from 2004 from your first album to your last one if i had to twist your arm and ask you which one is your favorite which one would you say it's interesting that you just chose you know your first and your last because those are the two really my my first album blue rain was probably like i said some of the best work that i've done because it was my first album quality wise it was excellent uh a dude named mark regan mastered it so it was like top shit at the time dominator did all the the recording and editing and shit you know so everything was it was nice you know i don't i don't think i put out anything quality wise better than that since then right um this last album that i put out el nino loco on crime family entertainment that's my third album on, on there that one right there that one got some bangers on it though dominator did a lot of the production on that okay so when dominator is is doing a lot of my production he knows where i'm at he knows what 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 i need he knows what what kind of song will benefit me or not so when i let him take take charge you know what i mean then that's when we create some good shit, you know yeah. that's what i did with the first one the very first one i had no kind of direction or i didn't even know what i was doing you know what i mean dominator was producing and he was doing his shit and he produced that whole album and i think he only produced or didn't produce like one track on there um but everything else was produced by him you know what i mean so just kind of let him do his thing and we, we got some gold out of it you know so now on your first album what was the name of that again blue rain blue rain yeah. okay now uh i'm just saying that in case uh is that available yeah yeah okay. all, all my music is available uh everything is online right now uh i haven't been doing no physical copies right now everything is all digital uh, okay so yeah i mean okay blue ring and then the blue last rain. one is called what's, el nino loco and then you're local so look those up those are his favorites yeah for sure yeah google me crazy boy blu-ray music crime family entertainment you'll find all my music it'll pop up so now back to the first one let's narrow it down your favorite song if you had to choose one favorite song off of the first album shit there's this track that i did um called cali got play uh it was a ludicrous remake flip the beat um that i got hoes fucking yeah 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 a different area that yeah. fucking area codes track that shit dominator flipped that beat him and a dude named daryl dawes and they flipped that beat and made it made a whole new beat out of it you know what i mean it was just kind of based off of that that sound that vibe right that's probably i think my my favorite one on that first album okay now your last album the last one shit me and Kujo did a dope-ass track together on my last album. That one has a lot of meaning to it. So that one is like right in there with my favorites. Uh, it's a real track, you know what I mean? We're talking about some real shit in there, real life shit. Um, Blessings, that's on the El Nino Loco. Uh, me and the homie Kujo the Savage. Shout out to the homie Kujo, what up? Um, that track right there, it's probably one of the, the ones that I would say is one of my favorite on this this album but my all-time that i can just cruise and bump to if i was just viewing myself as as a fan is one day 
have a track on there called One Day. That's what my homegirl Shanice from my from my hood, from my area, from Oceano. And uh yeah, that track right there, that one's that was my my shit. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I get a lot of love for that that track. I get people like telling me they go to the doctor bumping that shit and get, <laughs> I'm like shit, trip out, you know what I mean? That's dope, man. Okay, now here, here's another question for you. Um, I know you said that you're working on something right now. Uh, can the fans expect something soon, late 2020, mid 21? I mean, sorry, late 2021? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, I'm actually dropping another album. Um, we'll be dropping it real soon here. Within, okay. the, within the next few weeks, actually. Uh, it's 14th right now, Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, we'll probably be dropping it within the next few weeks. Um, I'm looking looking to get into to March here. Got to wrap up a few more things with the album, and then I'll be dropping it. So you, you can't give us any hints who's on it. Um, you don't have to. I got I got a couple of on this one. I I reached out and I went and I did some different shit. I didn't get my normal my normal uh, forte of rappers that I would normally get. So I got some different voices on this one. I reached out to a few people from different countries and shit. Okay. Got got the homie Mogo from Mexico. Uh, he's pretty popping over there doing his own thing. Shout out to the homie Mogo. Uh, got some dudes from Serbia. Uh, Dreamer in the cut. Homie does some excellent production. Um, that that boy's been working with me. Uh, him and the homie Baco. So th those are my uh, my my kind of uh, off names that I've reached out to. Okay. And then uh, I got some shit in the works with um, with Cujo Dominator. Uh, me and Criminal got some new shit on the album. Um, he's on my last one as well. A uh, few few other people that I'm that I'm still waiting to hear back from. Okay. And then uh, yeah, but there's a couple of surprises that, that I'll I'll leave for just go check out the album. You know what okay. I mean? It's okay. called Cali Coast to the Pandemic. So possibly March. Yeah, I want to say early March. Okay. Yeah, early March. We were shooting for late February, but early March. Okay. Now, from 2004 till now. Uh, just throw out some of the names of artists that are pretty well known that maybe you've worked with. I mean, I, I've got tracks with um, Spanky Loco. I got a track with him and Dominator. We didn't actually work together in the studio or anything like that. That was through some other dude that that, that was a hookup. Um, Shadow, me, Shadow Criminal. Uh, it's the first time Shadow and Criminal ever been on a track together and Dominator. So it's me, Dominator, Shadow Criminal. Um, Shit, Cujo. There's a lot of people, bro. I yeah. I I can't even. What about females? You ever recorded a lot of females? Not a lot, um, but Magic Girl will be the homegirl that that I've done probably one of my biggest tracks with. Really? So shout out to the homegirl Magic Girl. That's that's one of my top tracks right there. So with Magic really? Girl, we got a track. Uh, fucking uh, we did about about four years ago, about five years ago. What's the name Cali. of that song so they can look it up? It's called Cali Party. Okay. Yeah, about, about four or five years ago, we did that track. And uh, we, we did a little video to it, too. So it's a, it's on YouTube and shit. Go check it out. Cali Party. And um, that's that's one of my, my biggest ones right there. And it was okay. with a female, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that, that that was a... Are you looking into possibly recording any more with any females? Yeah, I got to, I got some some stuff that I'm working on right now, reaching out to a few more people, a few more artists, and some of them are female. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, we we, we, got, uh, we got a couple of more minutes, but I just one important question that I want to ask you. Yes, sir. Uh, and I believe that something positive can come out of this, especially for the next generation. Let's just say there's a youngster listening, 
and he heard you talk about how uh, how you shared how at one point in your life you were um, involved with some drugs, okay? Mm-hmm. And you were in and out of jail. Yeah. Is, is there anything in your life, and maybe you may want to share uh, that if you could take it back or do it over again, what would that be? Uh, you know, that probably, um, I I almost died recently from uh, stage four neck cancer. I had a, had a big ass tumor, I had two tumors, you know, hair in the throat, the neck, went through uh, radiation and chemotherapy, freaking lost about a hundred pounds, you know what I mean? Uh, if you would have seen me, a little while ago, you go back and look at some of the videos, uh, Back to the Hood video with me and Dominator. I'm a big boy in that video. I had cancer in that video and I didn't know it. <clears throat> and um, prior to that, you know, was my little run on this drugs and shit, you know, again. And I don't know if that's what caused the cancer. I was a cigarette smoker at the time too. Uh, I drank alcohol, all that shit back then. We, we never were able to narrow it down, but I kind of think it was from doing the drugs. So I think it was from the drugs, you know what I mean? And that to be put in that situation to be faced with death right next to death that ain't no joke you know what i mean and that's that's you know spinning through my head shit did i fucking that fuck up and do too much drugs back back then you know what i mean but bottom line that ain't the way you want to not do anything you know what i mean is is to get hit with cancer to to stop drinking or to stop smoking or anything like that i already stopped doing drugs prior to that but i stopped i stopped smoking cigarettes i stopped drinking alcohol all that right after the cancer you know what i mean and uh that's not how you want to how you want to yeah. s- stop something if you if you have the choice right now if you're a youngster and you're listening and you're interested in music or whatever you're interested in like just stay in your own fucking lane don't prove shit to nobody else don't you ain't gotta be anything other than you just do you and stay in your own lane and shit will fall into place you know what i mean don't go do a fucking line or drink a beer because your homie wants you to or whatever you know what i mean just to make it fucking look cool do your own shit do something positive and put positive energy into the world that's what you're gonna get back you yeah know what i mean yeah. don't put the negative shit out there because that's all you'll get back yeah you know i i guess i guess the question that i really wanted to ask in a sense and just came to me as you were speaking was if there was something that you can do all over again what would that be something i could do all over again I know earlier you said, because one thing that I always encourage a lot of people, especially this younger generation, learn the business. Yes, that's that's a big thing. Um, if there's one thing I could do all over again, it would be to actually pursue it at an earlier age, um, to, to know that part of it, to know the business part of it. Because if you know the business aspect of it at a younger age and you're getting into it, then, then you know, you can kind of stand your own ground. Yeah. But when you don't, people will fuck you over you know what i mean and they'll yeah. take your money they'll take your money for sure i've had it done to me so you know what i mean so that's the, yeah awesome. learn, learn the business yeah yeah well first of all i want to tell you thank you very much for coming yeah yeah uh, thank you uh, for having me you know this man drove three hours to sit right across from me and now he's got to drive back three hours yes sir thank you very I much I was man crashing out you said i could y- yes sir right there you can sit down you can <laughs> r2d2 couch homie bring me the blanket nah. hell yeah nah you hell know. yeah thank you for having me bro I, I super appreciate it man and uh yeah thank you brother yeah no thank doubt. you man thank you drive home carefully so i gotta drive back home right now yeah. some of you guys that cancel on me they live 20 minutes away shame on you pull up next time exactly homie anyways um Young Hype is in the motherfucking building. Shout out okay. to the homie Young Hype. Yes, so uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. So go ahead and warm up your top ramen. Uh, get yourself a Modelo. 
come right back. I hope your Valentine is there. And uh, tell her to throw on a G-string, twerk a little bit for 10 minutes, because we'll <laughs> be right back with Young Hype. Thank you once again, uh, um, uh, uh, my boy Crazy Boy, for coming down from Oshano. Oshano, stand up. Yes, much sir. love, much respect to you guys. 10 minutes, don't fuck around. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 135. And before I introduce my special guest, once again, I want to give a special shout-out to Fashion Town, my boy Jen, for hooking me up with this dope sweater, this dope Wilmington hat. He always blesses me. You got to go and bless him. Visit his store, Fashion Town, in the city of Carson. Uh, he shows me love, much love all the damn time. You walk in the store, he's got everything from Dickies to Ben Davis to all the latest shirts out there, and he plays hip-hop. Uh, I love going out. I'm actually in the store at least twice a week. He's always blessing me. And you know what? I just don't go in there just for him to bless me, but I actually bless him as well because I'd also be buying shit too. So, uh, but other than that, you guys want to buy something? Go to documentary.com. Buy me out. You guys want to buy an ad to promote your record, to promote your business, your restaurant, your OnlyFans page? Go to documentary.com. You guys like hard copies? You guys like CDs? Go buy my first album, the mixtapes. It's all there, whether it's a hard copy or download. So other than that, without further ado, please allow me to introduce my guest from the east side of Long Beach, LBC Stand Up, Young Hype. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, brother? Let's chill, man. What's good? I'm good, brother. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. You from Long Beach, huh? Yes. Hey, dude, let me tell you something, man. I know you didn't go to Long Beach Poly because you nah, said you went to I'm Dominican, Dominican oh, High School. Okay. Long Beach Poly, like, developed some of the, like, biggest football players. Football, like, basketball. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's what that school is actually known for. Yeah. And, and right across the street from Long Beach Poly at one point was... The world famous. VIP Records. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have two mutual friends, Calvin Anderson. Right. And Blanca. From Bobby yes, D sir. presents. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you know what? And Blanca's always telling me you need to interview my artist. You need to interview my artist. <laughs> well, one day, you know what? I'm just gonna interview Blanca just by herself. Right. You know For what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'm glad you're here. I'm glad uh, uh, we're gonna be promoting your record. I know uh, we have this new record that's been out yeah. now. We uh, just dropped that on the fifth. Uh, okay. Yeah, just dropped that on featuring the featuring baby girl Kian Kelly. Okay, and we're gonna go ahead and uh, share a little bit more about that towards the end of the show. Yes, sir. But uh, if you guys were wondering why it was glaring, it's because it's a little promo poster right there. So, um, how is your weekend going, man? Did you do anything with your Valentine today? Or oh man, no, yeah, um, I had to work today, so. Oh, there you go. That was your Valentine. <laughs> that was my Valentine. My tow truck was my Valentine. Oh shit. no, shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, wow, you had to work today. Yeah. Okay, man. You know what? I'm so thankful. Right. I'm blessed, bro, that I don't have to work. Th this is my work. That I get to sit in front of guys like you uh -huh. and promote you guys, shine light on you guys, and you know what? So that you guys can take this to I another level. That, yeah. I, we, we appreciate that, man. Believe that. Awesome, But man. without you guys, there's no... Dude, let me tell you something. When I first saw you, um, I saw you, I believe it was on a Facebook post, and right. I believe it was a video where you were on top of the uh the vip vip yeah you know for those of you that may not know uh because we have a lot of people that tune in that are not from cali uh -huh. so i have to make it clear that that uh uh record store vip is where snoop snoop yeah. you know uh filmed warren this, g yes filmed their video started, yeah. on um what's my name what's my name yeah yeah and that's when calvin said 
that's when it became the world famous VIP VIP records because that was known all over the world. That that's the spot where uh, Snoop recorded his demo that got him signed with the, uh, what that got him heard by by Dr. Dre. Yeah. To this day, Mr. Calvin, Mr. Calvin just played a. Um, when my, my 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 homies from France that came down to visit, he he played us the demo, and it's crazy. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's where it all started. <laughs> yeah. and Calvin Anderson is a big, big reason for that, you know. And I uh, I interviewed Calvin here. I don't remember exactly what episode it was, mm -hmm. but uh, Calvin was here, and a lot of people really really enjoyed Calvin's interview, and I I did too because I've been knowing Calvin since uh, 1987. Oh wow! And I was sharing with you how the first record that I ever did was with Calvin, produced right. by Jinx, rapper Dazzle D. And uh, uh, so I have a little bit of VIP history as well. Yes, sir. You know, but other than that, man, um, the, your week has been going good, man. Yeah, but week's been great, man. Um, chilling with my son, you know. So right, it's a big blessing um, being alive. Yeah, you know, exactly, Just man. Living life right now. You know what? Uh, um, let me ask you this because I like to ask people a little bit about themselves because mm -hmm. I like people to get to know the person before the artist. Right. Okay. Uh, um, Whenever you have an opportunity to watch TV, whether it be Netflix or Showtime, HBO, mm -hmm. whatever, what do you like to watch on TV, man? What are some of your favorite shows? Growing up was always like the The Simpsons. Okay. You know, <laughs> The Simpsons, uh, Mary, Mary with Children, okay. uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. Now, it's, it's, as now nowadays, I you know turn into Netflix. I be, I like watching uh, Narcos, the Kevin the the, the Kevin Hart specials, uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Okay, you no, like a lot of comedy. Yeah, a lot of comedy stuff. Okay. Now, if I had to ask you who's one of your favorite comedians, who would you say? Of all time? Yeah, maybe of all time. Maybe a top three, if, if maybe. Top three would probably be um, Eddie Griffin, um, Gabriel Iglesias, and uh, George Lopez. George Lopez. Yeah. Okay, okay. What about top comedy movies of all time? Movies? Give us three. Three? Uh, I would say... Um, uh, Police Academy. I don't know if you're familiar. Hell yeah, I know Police Academy. <laughs> Police Academy. Yeah, uh, the Blue Oyster. Yeah, the Blue Oyster. <laughs> Look up the Blue Oyster. <laughs> right? Um, the Blue Oyster. Uh, yeah, I was about to say the Blue Oyster. Uh, that one, um, the Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Oh, hell yeah. yeah and um, another one would be probably um, The Mask. The mask, the mask, or and, and national security. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, the Martin Lawrence one was good. Okay, let's go back really quick to Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. My favorite part of that movie, because I'm a goofy ass dude and I like <laughs> a lot of like goofy shit. Right. Remember when he was meditating? He goes, Oh, righty then. then. Yeah. That shit was fucking hilarious, bro. One of my favorite parts when the. When they were like Chicago, you know, Chicago, had, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Or or now let's go to the uh, the one you just said. National Security. No, no, the one right before that one. Oh, Police Academy. Police Academy. Okay. Yeah. No, no, it was the other one. You said Police Academy first. The mask. Nature calls the mask. Okay. Now, did you see at all uh, Aladdin when uh, Will Smith played uh, Aladdin? Yeah, that was that that was another funny one. Yeah. Okay. You know who I think could have played a better Aladdin than Will Smith? Now, I think Will Smith did a great job. Mm -hmm. I don't take nothing away from him because uh, trying to top Robin Williams, it's some it's big tough. shoes. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. But you know who I think could have played a great genie? Uh, um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Ace Ventura. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, bro. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Because remember how he played him in The Mask? Oh, yeah. He could have played the genie too, bro. 
that shit would that shit yeah, would have been good. That's true. You know, but yeah. Will Smith did a great job. Uh, I can't take nothing away from him. Uh, everybody already knows what my favorite comedy movie is coming to America. I just hope that part two can live up to, live up to it, right? part one. I ever seen the commercial. I thought it looked kind of booty, but I'm still going to mm -hmm. watch it. You know, I'm still going to watch it. I hope hopefully it's good. Uh, um, other than that, you know what I like to watch a lot? Mm. Um, I forgot what they're called. Something Files with murder mysteries. Oh, uh, Forensic Files? Forensic Files. Yeah, that's, that's one of my shows too, yeah. I love shit that, like yeah. that. And then the guy who narrates, you know, and his brother walked in. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, he's guilty. Later th later that night. <laughs> yeah, la later that night. You know, they found his wife yeah. with both her legs behind her neck. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, it's dude. It's crazy stuff, though, but it, it's, it's interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, like, throughout the week, whenever I have an opportunity, mm -hmm. I'll just put it on there, and they'll show, like, 20 of them. Yeah. And I'll just sit there and I'll watch. He's fucking guilty. He did it. Yeah. You know, those are great, great shows. But, you know, I think sometimes those shows give away a little bit too much. Too much, right? Because I think they tell you how not to act when you get interrogated by police. Yeah. It's almost like they're equipping you, you yeah. know? But or, yeah. or, or or what to clean up. You or or yeah, <laughs> what to clean up. You know, like there was one time where this one guy said he used latex gloves. Yeah. And um he still got fingerprints. Like his fingerprint went through the latex gloves. Latex gloves, yeah. And then uh uh the guy narrating it was pretty much saying, you know, you should have used two latex gloves. And I'm like, motherfucker, you just told me. You know? How you get away from that, yeah. You know, like, he should have used two latex gloves because through one, you could still get the fingerprint. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, now next time I know how to use two. Right, next time he's going to be like, instead of using Clara, you should use Lipsaw. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? I like watching all those shows. I like autopsies too. Yeah. You know, uh, when they find out how a dude died. Oh, I haven't, I haven't. Oh, no, check that. it out, man. Yeah. Autopsies are actually pretty good. You know what? This one where they talk about Jim Morrison, Marilyn Monroe, mm. James Brown. They talk about all these, how they actually died, when they died, how they died, and what they ate last. And, and mm -hmm. because the, the, the food in their stomach wasn't fully, like, uh, uh, digested. digested. Yeah. Happened about this time. Like, it's crazy how they find out. And it's crazy how they know that shit, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Exactly. Like he didn't chew the apple, right? If he would have chewed the apple one more time, he would have been cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would have been cool. You know, it's funny. I saw one real quick before we get into your uh, um, the meat of your mm -hmm. interview. I saw one where this one girl, she had a, a a fry in her stomach. She they found her dead on the road. Nobody knew mm -hmm. who what did it, but when they did an autopsy, they found a special fry. And that's all they had was evidence that she had on her stomach it was a little tiny fry Dang. that she didn't chew it. She just almost like swallowed it. Uh -huh. Everything else was chewed. Well, one of the guys that was working at the coroner's office says, I know where they sell those fries. And he goes, what, what do you mean? He goes, they cut them a, a, a different type of way at this one place. Okay. To give you a long story short, the police went there and said, do you recognize this girl? He goes, yeah, yeah she was just here not too long ago. Oh, yeah. He goes, matter of fact, she was sitting with that guy right there. And come to find out that guy's the guy that killed her. Dang, that's crazy. That dude was there chilling right there eating. You know, the the, uh, the, the murder mystery was solved because of a fry. A fry. Mm -hmm. Damn, what's next? A Big Mac? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. But, that's but, crazy. That, that, that kind of reminded me of that one TV show they used to have a thousand ways to die, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. Uh, mm -hmm. Your whole life you grew up in Long Beach? Yeah. Elementary? Elementary uh, through... High school, yeah. Through high school. Now, you're a big boy. You had a place in sports. Yeah, well, I wasn't always this big. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, man? Yeah, what happened? Man, Tell us uh, a secret. 
Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I I was always into soccer growing mm -hmm. up, soccer and basketball, and um, I played for uh, for high school. And then when I got to college, I played soccer in a, at Cypress College, and um, I hurt myself, and that's why I kind of just uh, wow. gave up. I told you somebody's uh, phone always goes yeah. home. I told you. Yeah, so. just 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 gave up on it, you know. Really? So were you really good at soccer? Yeah, I was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I was better at basketball, though, but for real? Yeah. Were you able to slam? Yeah. Hell yeah. Six three Mexican. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We come in all different shapes and sizes, right. brother. That'll work, man. So, you know what? Now, let me ask you this. Growing mm -hmm. up in a Mexican home, brother, what type of music would you say your mother and your father played as a kid? Oh, you growing man. up. La Chona. <laughs> La Chona. Los, Los Bukis. Uh, Vicente Fernandez. You know, my mom getting her little moods and she right. would be like doing them chores with that chente stuff. Right. Um, uh, Los, Los Bondadosos, Los Temerarios, La Mafia, all that stuff, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what's crazy, bro? Since you brought up Vicente Fernandez, I wasn't going to bring it up, but did you see what was going around lately about oh, him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Okay, dude, was that his niece or was that just some other girl? That just he, They're saying it was just some other girl. So he was and hugging he, her. He's done it before, yeah. He was hugging her. He does this. Uh -huh. And then he goes over. Yeah. yeah, and he does like yeah. that. Okay. I saw an interview recently where they asked him about it, you mm -hmm. know? And he was like, no, hombre, no la agarré, no le hice así, no más le hice así, no, hombre. Like, he was trying to deny it, bro, but you could see it. You could say, you could say, I mean, at that age, you, 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 you've dealt with a lot of women, a lot of right. women, so you know when you're grabbing her love handle, so as opposed to grabbing her teta. La teta, you know what I mean? Right. So, I mean. He knew, okay. Do you believe that he knew what he was doing? I I like to think so, man. He's 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 he's, he's a man. man. Yeah, he's a man. I mean, he's an older man, and I, I think that's what made it look even worse. Yeah, and the fact that he's he's who he is, you know. Right, and it didn't look like homegirl complained. Nope. Now, if ten years from now she comes out and says that she hasn't been able to get any sleep because Not of that, that one day, you know what I'm saying? No, if you're gonna complain, no. complain now. Complain right there and then. You go right. complain. You know what I mean? Exactly. Don't come out ten years yeah. when you want your bills paid. When you want your bills paid. Exactly. When you don't want to go. When you don't want to work no more. <laughs> when you realize you have to work for your stuff, dude. But right? you should have seen him try to deny. No, hombre, no la agarré así. Me volvé la mano así, pero no la agarré. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, bro. We all saw you. We you saw got the titty, shit, right? Yeah, homie. You got the teta, right? Know? But in <laughs> Vicente Fernandez. Now, you know what? At uh, uh, growing up, you played any instruments at all, man? You know what? Nah, I. I the, the only instrument that I got to play was when elementary, you know, everybody got, has a recording flute or the, the little recorder, whatever you call it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but I was always interested in, in drums, but I never really got a chance to put time and effort to it. Oh, okay. The, if I was to play an instrument, I think I would go try to learn that. Drums? The drums, yeah. If I had the patience, I would like to still learn how to play piano. I know how to play piano mm -hmm. enough to play certain notes when my musician hears it. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I know what you want. You know, because I'm not a natural at that, but I know how to play at least good enough to play what I want to hear. Right. Um, I would like to take more time doing that. But um, other than that, man, at what age would you say, especially growing up in Long Beach, bro, mm. at what age would you say you were introduced to rap music, bro? Like, and what were some of the earliest uh, memories and of the artists that you've heard? The earliest, I think, was, um, well, obviously Snoop. Right. You know, Snoop Dogg, um, Mac-10, Backyard Boogie. How, uh, how old were you when those uh, 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 Snoop albums dropped? Man? I was in second grade when Snoop dropped all that stuff. 
Second grade. Yeah, on the rides, on the rides. Yeah. Wow. Um, Mac Ten, Tupac, obviously, but. Now, now back then, obviously, that's all the the G Funk era, the West or West mm -hmm. Coast shit. Did you ever fuck with any West, I mean, East Coast artists? East Coast, to be honest, don't. The the only the only person that I knew from the East Coast at the time was Biggie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. How, how did you like Biggie? Biggie was cool, but you know, like the 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 whole East versus West. Yeah. Kind of threw me off of him. But yeah. As as I got older and and you know appreciated hip hop, you know he he he's dope. You know? See, and even before the East versus West thing got popular, there was already a East versus West, and I'll tell you how and why. Because East Coast would not play our music. Mm. They would never play our music. Out here, we played South, you know, down South music. We yeah. played East Coast music. Parable 106, 92.3 beat. We played right. everybody. Everybody. The, over there, it was just all East Coast. Now, there was a, a, a magazine called The Source Magazine. The Source Magazine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed a guy here named Soren Baker that used to work for the magazine. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where there were there were so many east coast artists i mean i'm sorry west coast artists out here that were outselling the right. east coast artists out there like we're not talking about by a close race we're talking about uh, by like this perhaps, much yeah. and they were still putting east coast artists on the covers of the source instead of posting like let's just say mac 10 right and he he was selling more and hypothetically than tribe called quest right they would play tribe called quest you know on, on the cover so one day he asked, and he shared that here on the interview, is this mm -hmm. a hip hop magazine or is this a East, East Coast, Coast magazine? magazine? Of course, they didn't give him an answer, but he knew that that this was a biased, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, uh, magazine. All they wanted to promote was mostly was East Coast, East Coast, you know. And and he said that magazine would actually make those artists who were being outsold by West Coast artists. That magazine will make it look like they were nose to nose right. in sales, and it was never true. Or that, or the hip hop mecca was was uh, well, easy. well, it was. It, did it start. was. It started over there, but like, you know. But they were just trying to make it seem like you know. I guess East Coast was up there with us as far as sales mm -hmm. is concerned. I mean, because during that time, I mean, look at Death Row had the most talented yeah. acts in the world, the most popular, uh, 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 or, or the most richest hip hop uh, uh, rap independent label right in the world the uh, uh the biggest possibly producer in the world was just dre, Dr. dre yeah. you know and and over here you had puffy and you had mace and you know biggie cool Big. but it, but when it came to sales you couldn't compare mm -mm. you couldn't compare but um so now let me ask you this yeah. uh if you can give me your top five west coast classic albums or groups or rappers top five the top five um in any yeah it doesn't, matter, it doesn't have right? to be in order it, okay um too short i grew i grew up listening to too short I was, okay i was introduced to him at an early age mac 10 snoop warren and Pac. Pac. Yeah. okay uh, uh favorite Pac album all eyes on me favorite Pac song ambition of a writer Okay. What about um, the first Chronic album or the second Chronic album, which is the 2001? Uh, which one would you, would you favor? Probably the, the 2001. Just, just not, not knocking. The only reason for that being is because it was, it was more of my era. Right, right. Okay. You 
Okay. And uh, at what age would you say you decided to start writing that I want to try this rap shit? Um, I, I always wrote poetry, you know. So okay. I, like I used to like writing poetry and stuff like that. But I would say when when I gave up on sports was when I started turning to music. And, and what inspired that? You think? My boy Ed Corrine, rest in peace. Okay, yeah. and, and and how did that come about? Did he say you should try? Did he hear you? Did he rap he, himself? He he was he was he was he was heavily connected with Warren and uh and um and and that scenery because he's he was um from from Insane Crip. Okay. So um, you know he was he was around them Chuck Taylor and all them guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, he. He took me to the studio with them one time, and I kind of like what they were doing. So he was like, "Yeah, bro, it's just like it's just like poetry, you know. You just gotta put it into this." So I started showing me a song structure and stuff like that. The first studio I went to, they were they were they were recording on computer. They were still recording on the on the two inch on tape. The, yeah, on the two inch tape. Yeah, on the on the floppy disk too, you know. Okay. And stuff like that. But the booth was there. They had like acorn <laughs> on the inside the booth as soundproof and stuff like that. They had what? The you know the oh uh, acorns. Eight, eight, eight yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool experience. It was, the studio was in Compton, and they were um, they were they were recording their their their, their mixtape. Who 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 was recording? It was Chuck Taylor and uh, my boy Edco. Okay, okay. Yeah. And about how old were you at this time? This time around, probably the first time I went over there, I was like, probably like sixteen. Okay, okay. And 16, you were just still writing poetry at the time. Yeah, I was just yeah doing my thing. Okay, share, share what was your first experience. Uh, when you actually went into the studio and stepped into the booth, it was probably like in two thousand four. Okay, two thousand four, and, and I was nervous as shit. <laughs> okay, and, and where was this at? What beat was it? Who were you with? I was with uh, with the with the rap crew that I was with. Okay, that I had that I had joined. Um, it was at at our producer's house. Uh, he goes by the name of B Face. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him, you know. Um, we went in there. We did at the time. I was still like kind of kind of new to it. So I wasn't really like, like on it, on it. But um, I remember hearing my voice, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, like it's, it, 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 it felt weird, but but I, but I liked it, you know. You liked and it. And I just had a, I just from there on in, I just started working on my craft and started working on on my on my sound and and what I wanted to write about and stuff like that, you know. Okay, and and when um, that beat was it an original beat? It was an original beat, yeah. Okay, original beat that he produced for me. Okay. And the song was called that I the first song I did was called um uh I think it was called I don't know if I was Take Our Souls or or that helped me God some one of those one of those was right. gonna be the title of it. Yeah. Okay, that'll work, man. Now um you do that one song. Mm -hmm. When do you release something? I don't release anything till two thousand eight. Okay, and why is that? Because you said two thousand four, uh -huh. two thousand eight. The, the reason because we were working on 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 um, on a mixtape for for the the dude that was like that had put the label together, right? You know, the record label together. So we're focused on on that. Um, fast forward two thousand eight. You know, you know how groups we just it just didn't work out, right? You know, it didn't work out. Um, you know, I was bummed out at first, but you know, like like my mom always told me, um, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? So two two thousand that that the 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 we released something in two thousand five, and it was still in the shadows. You know, everybody was still promoting this and that. Two thousand eight came, the group uh, split. Um, 
I released I released my first song called uh, Stand Up. Okay. Uh, during the, during the, the the MySpace era. Okay, so th that was your your my single. Song. My my first my I'll, you call it a single single from my mixtape. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. From my mixtape. And and uh, um, how many songs were on your mixtape? That mixtape had uh, thirteen songs. What was the response that you got being that it was your first solo project, if I'm correct? Uh -huh. Okay. What was the response? It was crazy. I was getting a lot of love from, from everywhere, from London, from all over U.S., from from uh, from the East Coast, mid, from Texas, everywhere. Everywhere. I was getting love from everywhere. And oh. it, was, it was just crazy because my sister had told me, that song's going to put you on the map. I was like, you know, it's like a little, right. little joint. I was just like, Recorded in my, in my room, you know what I mean. Right. So, I mean, it did it did take off that and, song. And that that well, song was like the most when it, you know remember the the ringtone era. Right. It was the most downloaded song I had at that time. And what was the name of the song again? Stand up. Stand up. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, and there was no visuals at that time. No visuals. Yeah. Okay. No. Wow. And, and is that song still available today where people can hear it? No, it's not. I I um. I mean, I could put it up, but you know, it's something i just took down a while ago you know Be well because you've matured and grown from that yeah well that and because 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 the mixing was the mixing wasn't all that great you know okay. I mean? so i was like nah i don't want people to you know so if if i if i was able to remaster and stuff like that remaster and mix it then i'll probably it'll probably be still out but okay and on those mixtapes did you have any features on them i have my boy eddie Cordine. i have my boy uh um christ apostle he was from the wooden killer beast okay and uh and yeah that was it him, that'll work the, the, that was one or two features uh my boy eddie cordin who who taught me how to pretty much rap right put it together you know he was pretty dope he was he was close he was he he had a song with warren and uh and and nate at one point now when you say warren you say warren g warren g okay yeah. i say i say that for in case the people in some gotcha. people in catching on yeah he, he he was he was he was pretty known by them Okay, check this out. Go ahead and hold that thought right there. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we're going to uh, continue. Yes, sir. Uh, because what I want to do, I, you said something interesting. He's the one that taught me how to rap. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you mean by that. Okay. Okay. So, other, and and we're going to talk about this song. The Aki and Cali? Yes. Porque aquí estamos en Cali. So, once again, everybody, make sure you call somebody, take somebody, you know the rest. Ten minutes, and we'll be back. Hey, hey, hey. Rodeo on Radio, episode 135. You know, it's crazy. I rarely ever go through the live chat and I was reading uh, um, some, of, some of the comments. That shit is hilarious, dude. <laughs> Keep it going. There was one guy that said something like, Tony A is a buster for letting, you know, busters on the show. And I'm like, you're the buster that's commenting and still watching. Right. Like, damn, like, homie. That's what, the, the emoji was for you, Toma. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, once again, uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump by naked right back into it with Young Hype. Yes, yes, sir. You know, uh, you know, it's funny, man. First of all, I thank all my subscribers. I thank everybody that's on, that's on the live chat. Uh -huh. uh, those guys are hilarious, bro. Those are the guys that make the show. You know, right. and then I got my Rodeo and Radio Warriors on there too. That that got my back. But uh, yeah, you got guys on there that uh, I know they have nothing else to do. Yeah, they're you know, just bored at home jacking yeah, off. Bored at home jacking off, finger banking, finger banking Twinkies, right? Uh, uh, eating takis and Red Bulls. Okay, <laughs> probably haven't showered in over three days. That part. Yeah, but somebody said, "Why you even acknowledge them?" I think it's hilarious. Yeah. You know, so uh, let's keep it pushing. Let's talk about your first album. Uh, who produced it? What year did it come out on? Uh, 
my first album was called uh, Believe the Hype. Okay. Um, produced entirely by B Face. Okay. By Henry B Face Tarasas, that's he wants to, you know, promote himself. But um, he produced my whole album. He was he was a producer for 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 a rap crew. Mm-hmm. And um, when I went solo, he stuck, he, with, you. He stuck with me. Okay. And he, he 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 was the only one that believed in me at that time. Okay. You know what I mean? When all when everything else was, oh uh, no, nah, f him. He's not gonna. He ain't doing shit. Right. You know what I mean? He's not gonna make it. You know. But then the day he 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 stuck with me and we had a we had a great album release party at the Blue Cafe in Long Beach. Yeah, that's dope. On a on a Sunday, we had um over three hundred people showed up to our to our album release party, and um. That felt good, you know? That's dope, man. That's As an independent dope. artist, that felt real good. And, you know, like the promoters, that ever, ever since then, word got around and well, the shows kept coming after that. How, how many tracks were on that album? Uh, 15. 15. What was your favorite track? Uh, my favorite track was, I have two favorite tracks on that okay. album. Um, one was that uh, Who, Who Gonna Stop Me and um, Special Lady. Okay. Especially the song there from Mom, rest in peace. I just lost rest her in peace. Yeah. about a year, a year and a half ago, about almost two years. Okay, sorry to hear that, man. And and uh, um, how long did that? What was the response that you got from that record? It was it was crazy. It was something that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, we printed out the physical copies. Um, I remember I, I walked into the VIP when it was through the VIP right there, right, right. where Seven Eleven is at, the original VIP. Um. And I and I told Mr. Calvin, hey, do you mind sending my city here? And he was like, well, let me, let me, let me listen to it. He started going track per track. He was like, oh, man, you got some stuff. You know? And this is the owner of the VIP owner, Records? The owner of the VIP Records, yeah, telling me this. And so I leave him 20 CDs. He told me, just leave me 20 right here for now. And I left him 20 CDs. And um, a week later or so, his son calls me up. He's like, hey, Hype, when are you going to come cash out? I was like, what do you mean? Like yeah, bro, all your CDs are gone. Yeah, like, for real. He's like yeah, they all went to Japan. So I was like, oh shit, you know. So he shipped he shipped it, the majority of CDs to Japan. That's awesome. Man. That 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 somebody from Japan bought them bought them out. So I took them more CDs and it was getting a lot of a lot of good feedback from it. You know. Okay. Now from from the time that that album dropped to the second one, what was the the gap? Probably about. Four years, five years. Now, now, why so long? Um, life, life happened. Um, I lost my boy in 2010. Okay. Uh, Eddie Codine. Okay. He he passed away in 2010. Um, was dealing with just not 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 uh really, really, really uh focusing on on any any uh album at that time i mean i was releasing mixtapes like here and there you know but it wasn't really like oh you know promote promote the shit out of it and stuff like that it was just stuff that i would put on that piv you know people would download and stuff like that and um did a few shows here and there was doing shows right still still staying afloat but right but i wasn't really i wasn't really going as hard because i was like damn you know you know i just lost my boy and i'm like I don't know where to go with it. You feel me? Right. I understand. I understand. So you drop your, you start working on your second album. Who produces that? Same producer. Same producer, B Face, okay. and, and and I had some 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 new production on it. Okay. I um came across this dude 
uh, he goes by um, by um, Jesse Frank. Okay. Um, he was running the California Digital um, Studios in Long Beach, right there next to Glasses Malone Studio. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, bro, you gotta, you gotta keep going. So he he pushed me into going back to work, and we started going to work, and then um, that second album came out. That 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 City King came out. What what, what was the name of that album? City King. City King. Okay. And how did that do? That one did good. Yeah. It did good, but at the same time, like I felt I felt in the in the promoting part. Okay. You know what I mean? I felt I felt I felt that the promoting came with that. But still, I was in. Again, I was going through life BS and and dealing with other stuff, people in my ear and just just going through it, you know. Right. But uh, I was able to at least finish that and 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 drop it. But the 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 album was good, but the promotion was horrible. Okay. Now on those first two albums, mm-hmm. uh, you have any features and who were they? On the first two albums, the only it was all all. Um, in house, okay, pretty much. Uh, my boy cries about the Wu Tang. He was he was he was on on both of them. Um, and Eddie Cordine was Eddie Cordine. We did the song. We 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 got hit up. Well, well, I got hit up by by this uh, PR in um from San Francisco, who's who, she was she was running um this magazine Tab, Tab Wire. Okay, and uh, she said they're looking for for a Madden song. Uh, John Madden, you know the game, yeah, for yeah, 2010? yeah. So. Me and my boy Eddie Cordine, we that was our that was our shit. We used to always be on the Madden, you know. I'm a big fucking yeah. Madden fan, bro. So we were always on the Madden, uh, and we we did the song, but she never she never put it in. She never mm. submitted it. Wow. And it just stuck in her archives. And but that song made the album. That was the last song I did with him. Mm-hmm. The last song I did with him. That was okay. It was, it was called it's called Champion. From your second album to the third album, what was the 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 time between those two? My second, my from there was another uh, four years. Really, four years. Yeah, that's that's when I met my boy from France, uh, Thrushbach. Okay, big shout out to him. How did you meet him? Um, th- through social media, he hit me up on on Facebook because we had a mutual friend that passed away. Okay, he reached out to me. He said, "Hey, man, I had this beat for him. Maybe you could do a song, you know." And then he re- after that we just started working together, and and. My, my my niece passed away in 2015. Oh, sorry to hear that. And um, she was young, you know. She was she was one of my favorite nieces, you know. Uh, she used to always like mess around. She used to help. She used to help me record when nobody was was there to help me record. She used to help me record and stuff like that. And um, when she passed away, I remember sitting on the couch and I was going through it with with baby moms, right? So it was like send me a sign, you know, like that night. That she passed away, I I had a dream with her, um, and I woke up. The first thing that came to mind was rebirth, and that's why I named my my third album. I put my son on the cover, and then the rebirth. So, and, and uh, what was the response on that record? Great, I got a tour off of it. Tour, a world tour. My really? first my first ever tour was overseas. Yeah, off wow. of that album. Who, who who were you on tour with? Or was this just just? I was headlining myself. Really? Yeah. So the, uh, okay, now let me ask you: How did you build up such a fan base out there overseas? Was it just because your CDs were being shipped, uh, your overseas connection, which you were telling that, me? That 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 part and 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 VIP was behind me at that time already. 
And this was 2015? 2015. Okay. 2017. Okay. For, for those that may not know how far you went, can you name where you went instead of just saying overseas? I went to France, um, Spain, um, Germany, London. Uh, I've been to Iceland. I've been Italy. Italy was going to go down this year again as well, but, you know, the whole COVID hit. But, right. yeah, Barcelona, Now, Madrid. for that being your third album, right? Yeah. Did you trip out that you were headlining your own tour? Yeah. That was that was just like, I was like, damn, you know? Because right. I was contemplating, like, I started thinking about quitting and stuff like that at that point. At that point with the music. And when I said the rebirth, you know? It was like the rebirth of me. It was literally the rebirth of me right. into music. And the respondent got over there because VIP was behind it and because the music was good. Like, I named, I named the tour All or Nothing. You know, I'm like, mm. I'm going to go over there and it's going to be All or Nothing. You know what's funny? They, okay. I'm going to share with you a Calvin Anderson story that he shared with me and I heard him share it with others. He probably shared it with you. Uh on how big VIP Records is, mm -hmm. okay? For us, because all I gotta do is take PCH down the street and I run into it, run okay? Into it, yeah. Because we grew up here, maybe it doesn't mean nothing to us as much as it means to people overseas. Mm -hmm. He said that he had a friend, a black friend, that uh, a businessman went to Africa, okay? Mm -hmm. Went to Africa on a business trip. Wearing nice suits, you know, every day. He goes, yeah. nobody noticed him. Like, nobody cared. Uh, this is the guy telling the story. And he said, nobody noticed me. Nobody cared. Uh, I was just a regular person in Africa. So he wore that shirt? Yes. He said that one day he just figured, let me just wear the VIP shirt. So I wore it and everybody, yeah. VIP, the world famous Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. That's how big VIP and how famous VIP records yeah. is. When Mr. Calvin told me, um, you know, go up on the roof, make history. I was like, you ain't got to tell me twice. Right, <laughs> you right. Feel me? But it, it was it was an amazing experience, man. It was like, I was like overwhelming at the time. Yeah. You know, because it was just like, shit, you know, like, this is, this is the mecca of hip hop here in Long Beach. West Coast, mainly, yeah. probably West Coast. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny, man? When we, I directed my first documentary mm -hmm. um and i went to go interview him we interviewed him obviously in the one around the corner because yeah uh it wasn't 7-eleven yet it was just an abandoned building yeah and um uh he goes um you guys want to get up on top of the roof and i said yeah if you can we walk around and he actually holds the ladder ladder yeah so that i can go up there that, that, that's how much of a good person he yeah. is bro uh, uh i truly believe that calvin anderson should have been a millionaire by now yeah that part you know, he that should part. have been. But sometimes having such a good heart, mm. people take advantage of that. Yeah. Because people like him are givers. Givers, exactly. You know. And, 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 and that's the goal with this whole music. When I met Blanca, you know, like, like I got a, I went a different lane from what I'm usually doing with the music as far as sound and stuff like that. So um, my goal is to get the man what he deserves. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you represent it well, man. You represent it well. Appreciate that. Um, now, your fourth album. From yeah. your third, what was the time difference between your third and your fourth? It was a year. Okay, good. So now we're closing now we're the closing, gap. Yeah, we're closing the gap because uh, 
my boy Thrushpot gave me a, um, we we started working together a whole album, and we call it a direct flight from Cali to France, mm-hmm. and that one did well as well. Got a tour off of it again, and um, and shout out to everybody out there in the, in the overseas man. They really appreciate the West Coast hip hop out there. Man. Yeah, they do. They really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Okay. And then, well, that 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 happened. That and it just that 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 first tour gave me that that urgency to work again. Gave me a little hunger. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, these these last past tours, yeah, I had like we we learned from from the mistakes that we made on 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 the first two. And, and we, we we address them, you know. We just keep going. Okay. You know, we get bigger venues now, um, and it's people people are paying to see us. You know what I mean? That's I had awesome. The last tour that I did, you know, um, I had a I had my first sellout. Really? At a, at a, at a, at the the club the place was called Latino Beach, and the owner called us and be like, "Hey, you guys coming already or what?" And he was like, "Yeah, we we'll be on the way." Okay, cause you guys, there, there's no more seats. There's no more. Everything, yeah. everything got booked. We're like, oh shit, right. So, I mean, one show out of probably like twenty, twenty or thirty something shows that I did out there from the years, but that one set out show, you know, right, got me, you know. And then, and then that, and the fact that there was a school um, that took my my songs and made them a project for their students. Really? Yeah, and I, I got to perform and talk to them. Okay. Yeah. Be- before we talk about your fifth album, um, Blanca had mentioned something, and I-, I don't know if I heard you correctly, but that you lived in France for three years? or you No, were- I've been touring over there for the last th- three summers. For the last three summers? Yes, I've okay. been touring over there, yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's- yeah. Now, 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 let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Why do you think that the love you get over there, you possibly don't, or maybe you do get it here. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of envy. Here? Yeah. Um, from my own race. Um, when Mr. when our when our first time with Mr. Calvin, um, he was getting shit shit for it. Really? Yeah. For, for why him? Why oh you a black label? You, you see what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's 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 the race card. And he the the answer he always gave people was like I could take him anywhere. He's universal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and you're Mexican. Mexican, yeah. Okay. And then I got shit for for not putting uh, old hoods in because I have friends that are from hoods. Oh, put them in the videos and shit like that. Or oh, or he, he's we're, we have better. We're, we're Mexican too. We're better rappers than him. Shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you know how Mexicans are. They don't like to see their own races succeed. And, and, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're sharing that because I think my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I say this is my opinion, or I can actually say these are my facts. From seeing it, I believe that that's what went wrong with yeah. us: is that we shit, we hate on each other, we shoot our own selves bad. in the foot. It's bad, you know. And you yeah. can see them on the live chat; yeah. they're here, you know. And and uh, uh, they will never admit it, but yeah. you know, I created this platform for independent artists to get shine. A lot of them are predominantly Chicano. I have interviewed more Chicanos mm-hmm. here than blacks, whites, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have. And you know, you know what the crazy part is? I still get shitted on. Yeah. Why? Because, oh, you still haven't got this guy. You Well, you still haven't. I did 135 shows. You know what I've learned? You're not going to make everyone well, happy. And and, the, and and that's one thing that stuck to me. I was like, hey, nobody li- not everybody likes 50 Cent, but I'm motherfucker rich. You feel me? And 
And that's one of the things is like one of my one of my favorite lines I ever said, I'll be I I said enemies will be in the same picture, you'll be surprised. And 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 it's that's true deep. because because I, I I've know I know people that hate on me that are in my own circle just because they wanna be where out where I'm at. But it's like, bro, I haven't done shit. Right. If you think I'm right. doing something, your right. standards are very low. Yes. You feel me? Because yes. I feel like I got a long way to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you know, one thing that I do, I encourage everyone because you know what? We're living in we're not living in the MySpace days anymore. Nah. Okay. And that sucks. Yeah. And and, and the thing is that now we have more than we had then. Mm -hmm. And uh I told people, look, everyone has a voice now. Start your own podcast, start your own music, start whatever you want. Yeah. But us as a people, we should never ever uh if you will show our hate or animosity or mm. our anger or our jealousy towards our own if it look if we don't support each other who who will who will yeah look at this this is why i think um like like the the asian culture is is so so up there with with businesses because they support each other even the jewish culture exactly so it's like if there yeah, you talk about oh unity and we should help each other but then you got people trying to bash on the next man yeah and there's enough money for everybody for everyone bro if, if, everyone. if bill gates got billions of money in there the other motherfucker got another billion or whatever what, what makes you think there's not a there's not a million for you you yeah. know what i mean yeah you, you you know what one thing look at 135 interviews okay and some of them two in a day so obviously mm -hmm. more interviews that i've done i don't necessarily have to like and i say this in general the person across from me is music. Right. But you know what? You know what I do like about them is that they're go-getters, that they want to win, they right. want to succeed, and that's what I'm here for because I don't have to like this person's music. That part. But you know what? Somebody else will. Will. And somebody overseas liked your music. And then guess what? Oh, I don't like that guy because he acts like a shit don't stink. Yeah. Why can't people be happy because they see you winning, they see you traveling? Yeah. You know exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, oh, he putting out for the for the for the Mexicans. You know, like like King Lil G. You know, he puts out for the Mexicans. You know, like, like why you why he's half eight on his? He made he made as as a self made dude. Yeah, you feel me? Like, yeah. well, it, it's it's just it's just it's just crazy because at the end of the day, we all bleed the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and here's the thing: the reason why they hate on you, me, whoever, mm -hmm. is because we're winning. Because people don't hate on losers. Right. I want you to think about that for a second. People don't hate on losers. And the people that do hate on that, who do hate on us or on whoever, it just shows you really who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I posted something up not too long ago when it says, you know, y'all be careful out there because these, these haters uh, aren't strangers. Mm -mm. You know, they're not they're strangers. Not. You know, and it's sad to say I've had them in my own circles. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard people say certain things about me like behind my back and people have told me you need to watch out no he would never say that i got a recording let me hear it. and it was true yeah I'm like wow wow that part so i gotta keep my circle small keep, you know keep the grass cut low so you can see them snakes right yeah. that's a good one that's a good one so now let's talk a little bit about your fifth record bro uh the the king me album yeah okay king me another okay. another project that i got to work with uh my boy throchpot uh-huh Man, big shout out to my boy Throchbach, man. He 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 he's a I think he's a French Dr. Dre, bro. Not not to not to fucking took nobody's horn, man, but really? he knows what he's doing, bro. Like, wow. 
him and uh, DJ McLeod with with without without those two guys out there pushing the music and and doing what the guys do, you know, it's 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 a team effort at the end of the day. But like you know, the, those guys need to get rewarded at one point. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. And just like everybody who's who's had my back, who's really had my back, right? If if we, if we if we get to that point, best believe you know you, you you're gonna be appreciated. That's awesome, man. So how many songs are on there? Uh, f- fifteen. Fifteen. What's your favorite track on there, Penny? I got you know my boy Badass, rest in peace. Um, I was able to work with him a, a few times. Uh, he came to he used to always come out when he used to be out here. He used to hit me up I'm like, yo, hi, I'm 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 here in Compton for you. Want to come pick me up? You know, you want to come pick me up? It doesn't work like, for sure, you know. We used to, we um me and my boy Quick Mag we got together and we started doing these uh these we love the nineties shows yeah. you know we put, we booked the Dove Shag the Twins the um that's dope man. badass and stuff like that and artists like that E White um RBX um so yeah man you know I just been blessed to been able to be around these people and and Badass just always hit me up yeah you know, he was one of the ones that always hit me up and then we 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 got we got working on the studio the song's called Re Up on my on my on my King Me album it's um, available everywhere you know online awesome awesome well, well, like well, my, when did that drop this one we just dropped it last year last year okay yeah. so that's your last one are you working on anything currently maybe for 2021 yeah, yeah we just dropped a single uh Aki and Cali okay and it's this one and right that's this one right there yeah talk, talk a little bit about it who produced it and who's on it uh uh the the production was made by Thrushbox Okay. Um, production and mixing and mastering by him. Okay. Uh, featuring Baby Girl, uh, one of my, um, what do you call it, label mates, you could say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's pretty dope. It's a dope track, bro. Um, okay. Baby it's Girl. A, it, it's a little, little lamb, more lamb flavor than, than, okay. You know? Now, I know Baby Girl, I already interviewed her here. Right. Yeah. Great interview. And uh, she was supposed to sing. Mm-hmm. So that means that next time uh, she comes, she's going to sing. Yeah. Right. Next time. So other than that, and this is already out. Yeah, and then w- uh, when did this drop? That dropped on on the fifth. Okay. Prior prior to that, I had dropped a a single called Baila Baila. It's out there as well. Okay. It's on YouTube and uh, all major platforms. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, other than that, anything because we come to the end of our interview. Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to push? Anything that we didn't touch on? Because the last thing that I want is for an artist to leave and say, you, you didn't ask didn't me this. <laughs> I didn't talk about that. Right now is the opportunity to promote yourself, man. Well, it's simple, man. You know, like, you could check me out, hear all my music. Um, I have a special talk. Uh, I got I got to do a special feature with Two Chains. It's on my website, um, www.younghypemusic.com. Okay. Um, other than that, man, I want to give a birthday shout out to my boy, G Mecca. It's another another, another up and coming artist from from long, from from he's he's from Southgate actually. Okay. So you know, we're gonna take him under my wing and uh, um, polish him up a little bit, and he, he should be good. And um, so happy birthday to my boy G Mecca. Hey, everybody who 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 rock with me, uh, VIP Records, Sky Presents. Um, I said VIP Records. VIP, uh, Calvin um, Anderson. Had Mr. Calvin Anderson, man. Um, he's he's been a big blessing, Blanca. Been a big blessing. Um, every, every, just just like just, just like the whole team, you know what I mean. Like all, all the mom pops who support me. Uh, big shout outs to my boys, um, Manny and um, and 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 his brother just opened up a a, a restaurant by the VIP. It's called Mexicanas. Okay, try it out, man. It's, it's pretty bomb. It's called what? Mexicanas. 
Mexican Me- Mexicanas. Mexicanas like Benny Hanas. Yeah, yeah, like Benny Hanas but Mexicanas. Yeah, that place is fire, bro. Mexicanas. I'm yeah. have to try that shit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's young right hype there. sent me. It's free. Yeah, <laughs> it's on me, right? Right, yeah, right, right. Shit. And then everybody who's everybody who's 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 been down with me with, with my movement and and what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, that'll work. I think uh, Blanca's coming back in. Is that you, uh, Blanca? Anything um, you need him to push and promote right now? Okay, go ahead right now. Oh, oh me? <laughs> well, well, remind them. Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. So don't forget to give shout outs. He did. Yeah, yeah. shout outs to. Um, Are we on the live? Yes. Yeah. Shout oh. outs. Shout outs to um, Baby Girl, Cali uh, uh, Coop, um, King Vibes, Tilo, uh, Hertz Media, um, Sky Presents. Uh, I said Tilo, right? I said Tilo. Tilo. Um, Mazo, Mazo for reals. Uh, just the whole squad, man. Big ups to y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all doing y'all thing, and um, we're gonna keep pushing this music, and we're gonna keep pushing what we gotta do. And of course, Mr. Tony, Tony the Wizard. I appreciate you for having. Thank me, you, brother. Man. Thank Carlos you. Who, who's yeah. that? Carlos Lugo. Who? Carlos. Oh yeah. What do you mean who? And um and and Carlos Lugo. Carlos Lugo. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, you know what, man? Thank you. Thank you for coming through, brother. You, thank you for allowing me to interview you. And um, I know you said you were going to give me a CD, so I'm yes, banking sir. on it. City so, King. City. I mean, uh, King Me. Album King right Me. My latest album. King Me. So when you see me, one knee me. So uh, <laughs> other than yep. that, once once again, no <laughs> uh, um, his uh, Instagram has been up. It'll be up on the description as well. So, uh, without further to do, Long Beach City, stand uh, up. Blanca, <laughs> Blanca wants to give her shout outs as well. You want to do it right now, Blanca? Yeah, I'm just going to name it. Okay. I don't look oh, shout outs to my boy DJ Lokes. Okay, all right, all right. T- turn the mic a little bit over there, real quick. All right, you already know it's Blanca, uh, Sky Presents, and you already know I got to give shout out to Bobby D and Uncle Snoop's Army because, you know, without him, it, it wouldn't be possible for us to be having all this fun with our street team. Also, shout out to our Bobby D and Uncle Snoop's Army street team. All the concerts that he's about to be um, executing are coming up. You guys, so go and buy your tickets at www.bobbydpresents.com. And for any bookings, you already know, unclesnoopsarmy.com. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, everybody, uh, special announcements uh, really quick. Anthony, put me right here in this camera. Okay, um, we need another intern, okay? Even if you have to DM me, I want you to live locally. If you want to be a part of the Rodian Radio team, please hit me up. You got to be computer savvy, okay? Don't just hit me up and say, I just want to come down and you know, drink beer and take a couple of shots with you. That's not what I'm talking about. You got to be computer savvy if you want to be an intern. Uh, hit me up and I'll tell you what the requirements are. You can hit us up at rodianradio at gmail.com. Once again, it should be on the screen, rodianradio at gmail.com. Or you can just DM me, okay? I- I'm rarely on Facebook. I'll just post and I get out. A lot of you guys like to inbox me. I rarely ever read those messages. I'm being honest with you, okay? I just think it co- should be called old book, not Facebook. But anyways, uh, DM me or uh, rodianradio at gmail.com, okay? Other than that, let me give a shout out to Anthony for running this ship. 
Okay, I want to give a shout out to Alex, Alex Cervantes, Cervantes Enterprise. Uh, also want to give a shout out to my son, B. Scallon, for help me, helping me promote this. And um, everybody on the live chat, everybody talking shit. Uh, thanks for staying to the end. Could, couldn't do this without you guys. All my subscribers and all the Rodian Radio Warriors uh, come out to play. Uh, thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. And if you don't have a Valentine, pues ni modo. Maybe next year. See you Wednesday, Freaky Tales, Friday, and we out of here. Young Hype in the motherfucking building. Yeah, Raza, yeah. stand up, put that fist up. We out of here, pal.